I want to introduce to you uh, the campus pastor of the Butler campus at First Light Church in Vandalia. Uh, this is uh, Scott Steiner. Thank you, Richie. Well, good evening, Movement Church. It is so good to be here with those that are here in person and those that are online. My name is uh, Pastor Scott Snyder, and I, I currently pastor a campus in the Vandalia Butler community. And uh, just want to say I'm so excited for you all crossing the one-year mark and for the leadership of Richie. And you could have had a cake and balloons, but you had revival. And, and that's inspiring me, you know, because uh, that, that is an awesome thing. And uh, I have no doubt that God's going to work through this and bless your church and continue uh, to bless it in the future. But I just want to tell a little bit of, of my own story. I currently am married and um, plan to stay married. The way I said that wasn't very good, but my, <laughs> I'm married to Alicia and uh, we're getting ready to celebrate our 20-year anniversary in December. So praise God for that. We're very, very excited. And, and as Richie said, the years have flown by. I mean, you talk about Peyton when he was little, and my, my oldest son right now is just about taller than me, and they shoot up real, real quick. And I've got four children, two girls and two boys. My oldest is a, a senior, and she's getting ready to go to college next year, so we're trying to figure that out. And I actually graduated from Miami University back in 2001 with a, a science teaching degree. I went to school to be a biology teacher. And I taught for three years in, in Mason, and then we decided to move back up to the Dayton area, and I taught for 12 years in Tip City. And uh, I loved it. I started in the middle school, and I ended up in the high school, and uh, ended up teaching juniors and seniors at, towards the end, and never dreamed that I would be pastoring a church. But God has a way of working in our life. And um, it's not that a pastor is a higher calling than another area. I mean, you, you have, wherever you are, God can be at work. But for us, we got involved in a group at our church. It was First Baptist Vandalia. It was called Starting Point. And God really laid it on our hearts. How many people aren't growing up in church that don't know all the stories, that don't know all the names that we find in Scripture? So we need groups to help people grow. And the first starting point group we ever had, we saw God working in a great way. And we went home, my wife and I, and we said, we've got the best job in the church, even though it wasn't really a job in the church. It was just seeing God at work in people's lives. And we did those starting point groups year after year after year. And eventually, God put an opportunity in my path to come on church staff part-time is a small group pastor. I didn't plan on leaving teaching. I, I was planning on finishing that road and retirement and everything was set there. But after a year in that position, I realized that there's not enough hours in the day. So Richie, I just want to commend you, pastor in a church. There's not enough hours in the day. But uh, So I, I made the leap of faith to go full-time on staff, and it wasn't much longer than that that our church said, we really want to start a new campus, and we think that you're the person, Scott. And I, I dropped and took a knee, because I never thought of myself as a pastor. And I apologize today, because you're not going to hear the most polished speaker. I'm not from a seminary. And they said, Scott, we think 
because we have so many people at our church that come from up north that a campus maybe in Tip City could be the spot for you. I went home, I prayed about it, and as much as I loved my, my students and the teachers, I knew that God's calling on my life was in Butler Township. But I just want to commend you guys, because how cool is it that God planted a church here to reach people that are far from God? And in one year, the stories that I've heard about people that have come to faith, that are growing in their walk in Christ, God is using Movement Church in a big way, and he's going to continue to use it. So we praise God for that. We love church plants. I love church plants. But after leading our church plant now for three years, I've learned more clearly than ever that the battle is real. The battle is real. It's Jesus himself said, in this world, you will have trouble. This may not sound encouraging right away, but you're going to have trouble, movement church. You probably already say, well, we've experienced some trouble. And the battle is real. And we think about a new plant and how delicate it is. There's a lot that can creep in and attack it. It can be vulnerable. And, and we know we have an enemy that would love nothing less than to squelch a new church that's reaching people for Christ. So my hope and prayer tonight is that you're encouraged. And I really believe that's the same thing that Paul was doing to the, the Colossians, the church of Colossae. And we're going to be in Colossians chapter 2. And Richie, again, I'm honored and thankful that you've asked me to preach. I've never preached Colossians, so this is new for me. But what I love is that God uses willing hearts, and uh, God will use all of us, too, if we're willing to be obedient and to follow him. So before we jump into God's word, I'm going to go ahead and open us in prayer, and then we're going to be in Colossians chapter 2 this evening. Father God, you are a great God. Lord, I love the time of worship, just to be able to pause and reflect on your goodness, your greatness. From the beginning of time, Lord, you've had a plan in place. And you've had a plan of salvation in place through Jesus Christ to reach the lost. Lord, I'm thankful for churches like Movement Church that have such a heart to see people that are far from you come to a saving faith in Jesus Christ. I pray for your hand of protection and blessing over this church. And Lord, I pray that this week during revival, that we'll be revived in the saturation of God's word, God's word in song, God's word in scripture, and the saturation of just spending time with God's people, and that your spirit will rain down. Father, we love you, and we thank you for the opportunity to grow in Christ. We pray all these things in his name. Amen. Colossians chapter 2, verse 1. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea. Believe it or not, it's uh, interesting that these two churches, the church of Colossae and Laodicea, were about nine miles apart. That's what the Bible scholars tell us. Well, the Butler campus and Movement Church are about nine miles apart. But we're all on the same team. We're all wanting to see God at work, and, and, and Paul is, is illustrating that. And for all who have not met me personally, my goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery 
of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. I mentioned that the battle is real and sin has a way of creeping in. And this young church plant was already being attacked. And they were being attacked by false teachers. That their teaching sounded good, but yet they were really trying to pull them away from Christ. And Paul's addressing this here, these fine-sounding arguments. And in verse 5, For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are, and how firm your faith in Christ is. That's our hope and prayer this week with revival, is that we have an increased firmness in our faith, that we're revived and trusting Christ even more, knowing that he's fully in control. In verse 6, So then, just as you receive Jesus Christ as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. We recently at my house, uh, after years of hesitation, got a brand new driveway. And we hesitated because it's so stinking expensive. And now we regret it because it got like $3,000 more expensive than it was four years ago when I got my first estimate. But we pulled out our old driveway, and we had it redone, and they had to tear up a lot of the sod along the sides. And the first, and we kind of just put it back in. We just kind of tried to stomp it back in, the dirt and the mud. And we've had a lot of rain, and the rain came through and just pulled all of that out. And I could see underneath the, the concrete where the gravel was that it was all in danger, is more rain's going to keep pulling more gravel out. And it made me realize it's not just the, the soil that's important, the grass, and it needs to grow roots to hold that soil in place. So my next step was to go to Lowe's, buy fresh topsoil, plant that grass, and I, I've kind of turned into a grass farmer the last few weeks, just watching it grow, and those, those tender little shoots popping up. But realizing the root grows first, and then the stem, and that root is what holds that soil in place. And again, as we talk about these young churches, and you guys are a young church still, it's, there's a tenderness there. We've got to protect the church. We've got to be on guard, but know that that root is so important that grows in Christ. That is our, our anchor. That's our firmness that holds it all together. And Paul's talking about that in these verses 6 and 7. I was thinking about my own salvation. I grew up in Trotwood Church of the Brethren. Had a very loving faith family there. And when I was nine years old, I fully started to more fully understand what it means to walk away from God or really trust Christ with my life and that there is this eternity before us. And I gave my life, I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ. But the years that followed, sin started to creep in. And I, 
I, I've described that there was times where I kind of fell into substance abuse, pornography. And, it, and going through Colossians chapter 2, I kind of revisited those times. I really can't blame substance abuse or pornography. It was really an identity problem. I, I, even though I had given my life to Christ, I wasn't fully identifying that he was enough. I was really trying to find identity and popularity and other things that would pull me away from really being alive in Christ. When we read all of chapter 2, we see that this early church, they had an identity crisis. That these false teachers were saying that if you're really going to be in Christ, you need to follow the rules of the old Jewish traditions. That will give you the confidence, the firmness to really know that you are saved. And Paul's going, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not where our confidence is. Our confidence is in Christ and in Christ alone. And it goes on to say in verse 8, See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human traditions and the elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Don't follow the old way. Our, our faith isn't based on just following these customs, these traditions. I even think about our world today. Well, we, we may not be necessarily following old Jewish traditions, but isn't it easy to fall into thinking that our identity really is in our financial status? For me, even when I was wrestling God's calling on my life, comfort, retirement, even my own just identity with my family, putting that above really following the call of, of God for my life. And then in verse 9, this is a beautiful uh, exhortation for the church. For in Christ, all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form. And in Christ, you've been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him, you were also circumcised. And a, a circumcision not performed by human hands, your whole self ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. Movement Church, you've seen a lot of baptisms this past year. We praise God for that. One of the problems, though, that we find is sometimes a new believer, they'll have that moment where they, they step out in obedience and they're baptized, but then they start to forget. They start to forget that the fullness of their faith, it's in Christ. And that's when sin can creep in. But in verse 13, when you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. There's victory in the cross, amen? I want to encourage you, church, that we need to live in that victory day after day after day. 
The enemy's going to want to creep in. He's going to want you to feel defeated. He's going to want you to feel like it's not worth it. He's going to want to bring divisiveness. He's going to want you to give up on the calling and the mission that God has given you. I want to encourage you today that we need to live in the cross, the fullness of Christ every day and just be renewed by the victory that we have in him. And out of that joy and that confidence, we go with the gospel because this area needs it. Tip City needs it. After teaching there for 12 years, I can tell you that there is many, many, many who are far from the Lord. Students, teachers, we praise God for those that have faith, but the, the fields are plenty. The harvest is plentiful. God's put it on my heart. I don't think it's any accident we live in the 937 area code. I know they added a new one, 326. But I love Matthew 937. The harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Movement Church, God has planted you here to be workers because the harvest is plentiful. And we pray for more workers in the harvest. So know that your brothers and sisters in Vandalia are praying for you. And I ask that you pray for us because we're on the same team. God loves the Miami Valley, but there is a lot of work to be done here. As I close out tonight, I love to always give an opportunity uh, to respond. So whether you're listening online or you're here in person, if you've never trusted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, let today be that day. Don't leave this place without the confidence that you've given your life to him. And if you're sitting here today, you say, Scott, I know that I have trusted in Christ. Well, I want you to be encouraged, just like Paul was encouraging this baby church, these new believers, have a firmness in your faith. Sin is going to try to creep in. But know that ultimately we have victory in Christ and we need to be made alive in him every day. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you for your word. Lord, this week in particular, we just pray for revival. Revival in our hearts, revival in our minds, revival in our souls. And Lord, the formula is simple, that we spend time in your word with your people and let your spirit do a work on our hearts and our minds. And tonight, Lord, we're thankful for the reminder that the battle is real. When we choose to follow you, it doesn't mean that all of our problems go away. Actually, in many ways, the target on our back can become larger. But God, we're so thankful that greater is he that's living in us than he that's in the world. That we are alive in Jesus Christ. So God, I pray for the believers here in Movement Church that you continue just to keep your hand of protection over them. You continue to keep them focused on the, the mission of reaching those that are far from you and bringing them to a saving faith in Christ. And Lord, I pray specifically for those that have trusted Christ this past year. Lord, we know the enemy would want nothing more than to, nothing less than to bring them down. But God, we pray that we'll continue to, to disciple and link arms and truly be the church on a mission with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Lord, help us to find our identity in Christ and in Christ alone. For in him, we know that we're loved, we know that we're saved, 
And we know that he walks with us each and every day. Lord, we love you and we praise you. And we pray all these things in his name. Amen.